Thank you. Thank you. It's Amber, but it's all right. It's already. I told her I'm to already... say that. No. Thank you so much. I told her to say that. This is a, this is a podcast, and if they're doing it right, I'm like my mother. Are you sure it's recording? Because <laughs> we have Fred Willard, and if it doesn't work, uh, no, I'm just. It's working. We're recording. It's working. All right, thank you. A green light's on or something, right? This, a this red is, light. All right. So I have this this podcast with with Amber, and I, all things comedy. Bill Burr and Al Magical have this podcasting network, please support it. And, and uh, so this is going to be, usually we just talk with character <laughs> actors, and, but today we're going to have these people come out, we're going to do a scene from a mob movie, uh, a scene we're going to do, because I'm always the pathetic guy, the nebbish, the hypochondriac. Yeah. I'm a real good actor. And, uh, <laughs> it's acting, but I want to try to do a mob gritty scene and uh, so we got these great. I, they shouldn't even waiting out there. You know what I mean? So we'll bring them on, and yeah. you'll 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 be helping out. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in it. I, he didn't write like. I'm, oh, yeah. coming up. He didn't, I'm not in it. So I'm just but, here. So. Wait, you want? Do you, you get a good introduction, Frankie? Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> Well, so much for the surprise. Yeah. But, uh, no, Amber, you're not in the scene. I'm not. Why? Why? I wasn't. I wasn't on the Facebook invite. It's because I'm a woman. I called and they said it's because I'm a girl. Well, why? it's a mob thing. There's no. Parts. Well, why don't why don't you write Why don't you write me a part? Well, maybe in the, the next episode, it could be where I have to like seduce a mob woman. And humiliate the guy and yeah. you. Why do I? Why do I have to be like somebody that has like you have to have sex with me? Why can't I be like a like a brain surgeon? That <laughs> you were supposed to do the thing. I wouldn't fuck you. Oh yeah, I wouldn't fuck you. Okay, she gives me not a even if I rejection. relapse. No, not, not even <laughs> this woman. I'm trying to be mean. I've been a. We were yeah, she tries. She's really trying to be mean. I'm trying to be. It's funny mean. when we're supposed to do it as a bit. In real life, she's mean. Now she's trying to do it in shtick, and she's not mean. So, uh, all right. So these great right. people are waiting, and I, and they're going to do a mob scene. We got George Gallo in the audience who wrote Midnight Run. So you didn't have any broads in Midnight Run, right? One scene. See, we don't need you. <laughs> it's a gritty mob movie. What do you need them for? I'd have, do, you, do you know how to write for women? Oh, yes. Well, oh, I have my period. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not like that. But, George, so you'll, you'll help me evaluate maybe where this could go. <laughs> I think maybe not further than this. And, uh, so, well, did you explain it's going to be like a serial? Like a yes, we're going to do like a... a, a like a, uh, how, what's it like? We're going to do, there's going to be a cliffhanger, right? And so you're yes. going to come back to the next show to see what happens in the next scene. Right. Just like, it's like a month-long commercial break, and then you come back to the open space. Hopefully this will be every month, but maybe you won't go any further than this. I think they left already. Yeah, they're gone. <laughs> what if we just kept 
him back there the whole time. I think like, we Fred can. So back I want to bring up these people. <laughs> they're going to help me do this mob scene and stuff and talk. Who I can't believe are doing this amazing favor for me. I have no right to complain about anything. Just these amazing people. So the first one, not so amazing. I'm just kidding. No, uh, <laughs> he plays the the Chinese guy. Because <laughs> I don't watch a show, I don't know the character's name. He's the Chinese guy. And si- no, no, no. <laughs> uh, uh, Frankie, you want Silicon Valley? I don't know. I, uh, I'm doing it this one. <laughs> Jimmy O. Yang. Jimmy O. Yang in the train. The next guy is as authentic as you can get because he wrote on The Sopranos and produced The Sopranos. He was in Broadway, Danny Rose. He played a mob. He plays a lot of goombas. He was in, uh, what's that thing, Ray Donovan? And now he's not going to come out when he's supposed to. Frank Renzulli. The next guy is very gritty. Uh, he was in the Anchorman movies. What's the name of the movie that I was asking him about? Something with people... Oh, with Kevin Bacon, but he didn't know Kevin No, there was another one you saw you liked. He's in The Office. Oh, uh, Cheap Thrills. Cheap Thrills. Dave Kettner. <laughs> and I can't believe... This is, I think, one of the best character actors in TV movie history. Oh, man, starting with Fernwood Tonight, forget about all those, you know, Christopher Guest movies. I, everything. Oh, man, I'm just so overwhelmed. Now he's on Modern Family. Nicest guy in the world, Fred Willard. Amber, you can sit there. Jonathan, is it okay? Yeah, you do whatever you want to do. I'm just here to take this. Away. There's a little, there's a little hum going on. You hear that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they were hearing it. We don't have tinnitus, folks. <laughs> what is causing the hum? It's the amplifiers in the back. Don't worry. We have a theory. So meaning, we'll get used to it. We'll, we'll get, we'll get used to it. What is the amplifiers in the back? What? We're having no, a private conversation <laughs> on your podcast. Okay. Yeah, I think so. So, so, so basically, okay. I want to, Jimmy, you sort of, well, I had this idea. You didn't give me the idea. No. I, you, we met, we did this thing. I had this book, Maybe We'll Have You Back, about my TV parental guest star career. And I had these panels, and then you were on it. And I gave you the book. Then you called me up. He's a young guy. He didn't text. Goes, I like the book. Now I don't feel so crazy. Yeah, you, you yeah, said yeah. I'm like the Chinese Fred Stoller. <laughs> right, right. That was, so we start hanging out. Not yeah. in the looks department, but just everything else. It was, it was a very great book because, like, you know, I was just, you know, all, um, just starting out as an actor. You know, all this um, auditions you got to go on after one job. You got to go to the next one. You know, there's. You know, like you worry about even when you're working that job, when, when's your next job going to come? Um, so it's very relatable to me. Um, until I became a serious regular on Silicon Valley, and I just stopped talking to Fred. <laughs> <laughs> he, do- he doesn't talk to me anymore. But we saw, like, so you think you should be like in a lethal weapon, but it's you. And uh, so you don't just play the sad sack. So you gave me the idea. Right, yeah. Fred, I think he always has a dream to play like these 
tough mob guys, uh, but he always gets typecast, so I think this is going to be awesome. No, we're, we're psyched. And I want to say something. Not only are you regular in Silicon Valley, I didn't know this, but I'm just not a joke. You come from a Chinese dynasty that invented MSG. Yeah. Yes. <laughs>
pay two hundred dollars for your passport. So they could have it's abandoned. A lot of money. They so they were. They could have. Hey, they were anchor parents. Yeah, yeah. 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 There you go. Know? I'm an anchor baby. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm an anchor, anchor parents. parents. Yeah. Are you the yes. anchor grandparents? I got it right. It's okay. No, you came here when you were thirteen, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, true. And I'm um, I'm gonna introduce him to his other idol in a few days. Uh, what is this about Jimmy? Screw Jimmy. We <laughs> grew up learning way. about uh, Love Line. Now, Fred, you, I asked you, why has Fernwood Tonight not been on a DVD? But you told me. I, I don't know, but I think it's because of music rights. Uh, uh, they did a lot of songs. They'd have to pay musical rights. They don't know who owns it. Norman Lear produced it originally. Then it went to MGM, then Sony, then... So I don't know where, where it's all left. If you don't know, there was a show I loved called Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. Oh, yeah. And they, Martin Mull played... Martin this, Mull, that's, I couldn't think of his played name. Played Garth Gimble or something, and he died. But then they had... Not, his, not Martin Mull. Oh, yeah. Garth, Garth Gimble, the character. Yes, yeah. he died. And then they had his twin brother mm-hmm. hosting, and you... It's classic Fred Willard, the sidekick. I mean, yeah, it was a co-host. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. It just. Uh, and then so it was America Tonight the next year, and it was uh, uh, two two seasons. Yeah. Was, yeah. The third 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 season was Fuck You Tonight. It just. Didn't, <laughs> it just didn't. They would have done it now, but then as you can't yeah. say the F word. Now right. they say more F words. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Everything is so now, David. Um, you know, I always love talking to character actors about run-throughs and harrowing. Do you remember the one job we did together? We did one job together. Uh, was it, uh, what, uh, what was it? Is it, um, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> was it? it was, was it. We both done a lot of jobs. But one, we worked together, and I thought you were going to get fired at the table, read <laughs> <laughs> Because you, it was Norm MacDonald's show, and you were oh. a pimp. Well, you know why? Because they'd ask me to play this other character, so I was doing this Norm show. Yes. Yeah, it was so weird. How do you get fired from a Norm McDonald? <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it. This is the first time I've A table I read. Never, I never knew that you thought I was going to get fired. No, no, no. No. <laughs> a table read. Norm wanted me to do a character that I had in development with the same network. I'm like, I can't but do that But you did nothing from the script. You would just... At the table read, you're not supposed to, like, add your own lines. What do I care? <laughs> Wait till you see this thing go down. (laughs) I'm worried about him, and he's a gazillionaire now. I'm a gazillionaire. I got five kids. I don't have any money. I'm doing this for money. I just found out I'm doing this for free. And and they're taking taxes out. I didn't know we're in Canada. Yo, yo, government takes something out. You played a pimp. Yeah. And so you would no no I, I don't mean to bring up a bad memory. It's not a bad memory. No, I, I enjoyed it. Wait for that. <laughs> well, that's nice. Thank you. It's not a bad memory. I remember that specific show. Norm wanted me to play a character that I had in development with the same network, and I'm like, I can't do that, Norm, because I'm going to do that show. I'm I'm writing that pilot. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, you, you, you do the thing. I was like. <laughs> So then I found out that morning that's one way to do. So I was trying to create a new character with new lines. Yeah, I didn't give a shit. While the script, while the while the uh, I I noticed people were looking at me like I was like I don't who who cares? What are the stakes? What are the stakes? It's a guest spot on a television. That's my life. It's a guest star life. It's just a stupid guest spot. It's not stupid, but it's not. It's not. Your life is a little ever health now. It's all good. 
I'm now doing your show, Fred. <laughs> You're a guest on this. Right. All right. No, no, wait, I'm just confused. Did did he did you get fired? No, no, no. I was no. Actually, I gotta say something about Norm. Now you were on a Green Acres kind of show with Norm, huh? Uh, a minute with Stan Hooper it was called. That was yeah. good. Very funny. That was good. Very funny so show. Norm, I, I I talk about him in my book that he stole my jacket, he taunts me, he's a bully. Yeah. Yeah. But he's done <laughs> he's done menchy stuff. They on uh, on a sitcom, you get different director, different notes from the the, the uh, star, from the showrunner, the director, the writers. So the director isn't there to leave the run through. So one guy on Norm's show is playing it too broad. They go fire him, and Norm goes, "Nah, you told him to do that to the director." So they go, all right. So he he stands up for people. That's it. Well, huh? that's good. There you it's go. not like jumping on a hand grenade, but yeah. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> I was now, expecting something like real. Now, Frank, I know you from New York. Yes. And we were friends no. until you wrote and produced The Sopranos. Yeah. And I never wow. heard from you again until you're unemployed. Yeah. Wait, it, sounds like, it sounds like that was your choice. <laughs> no, <laughs> I wanted. Uh, I thought I could try to be on we, The Sopranos. We debate this. We, well, what happened was, I was down in Greenwich Village, and I, I might have been down there for Bleaker Bob's. So it was... Yeah. My guy, yeah, Bleaker Bob's or something like that, or, or, or it was John's Pizza or something. And, and I'm walking around, I think it was a summer night, and, and, and I passed the comedy cellar. I'm pretty uh-huh. sure it was comedy cellar. And I stick my head in. Now, you have to understand, I'm living in New York in a YMCA. Okay, I'm this close to cutting my wrist, you know? <laughs> I look in the door, and I see a guy on stage, and I go, somebody that's doing worse than me. <laughs> That's not what happened. No, I was, I was, I was, I was bopping around. You know, I was bopping around, and I love, I love comedy, and I love listening to it. And I stuck my head in the door, and I, so I listened to this guy, and I'm fucking, I'm pissing myself. I'm going, this fucking guy is great. I don't know if he's all there, but I wasn't sure, right? And then, and then, I, and then I went out of my way to to see when when he was around. I would look in to see if he was playing there and so forth. And then I spoke to him a couple times, and he tried to avoid me, you know. <laughs> but I, like I tell him all the time, I remember, I remember his, uh, his act, and I've actually sold it to a few people. But <laughs> no, Norm MacDonald bought yeah, it. Yeah, Norm MacDonald. Uh, and uh, no, no, and so I met him that that long ago in the early or mid '80s, maybe something, uh, something yeah. like that. Yeah, and uh, and uh, been sort of like crossing paths ever since, and we had like. Friends in common, poor Seth uh, from... Uh, Seth Schultz, who owned the oh. club Pips in Brooklyn, who yeah. sadly took his life. Um, yeah. And I... Um, now, I look like this guy. You were in Broadway. Does anyone remember Broadway Danny Rose? Sure. Yeah. He, you were one of the guys yeah. that Mia Farrow's brothers was yeah. supposed to beat up yeah, Woody Allen? Yeah, a skinny guy then. Yeah, very yeah. skinny guy. What did they Paul, call you, a wet noodle? Or you said what? You said something like... Uh, well, Cheese eater. Cheese eater, yeah, I call him a cheese eater. And the guy that was your sidekick, Joey Paul, Greco, Paul Greco. Paul Greco. People Bless think his I'm soul. him. Bless his soul, yeah, he passed on. Yeah. Remember the guy from the uh, the Warriors? The Warriors, yeah. People, think, Warriors, people yeah. think I'm him. There are more yeah. footnotes in this yeah. show. <laughs> but he. Than the Bible. I couldn't have gone with a better yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, than Melville. But he. Than Melville. <laughs> But in the Sopranos, he who did, stole that from an actual? <laughs> well, you talking about Moby Dick? Yeah, of course. Only we're talking about to see the yeah, name, yeah, yeah. the Beagle. Everybody's talking Beagle. about it. You, but you did something very. You changed TV history inadvertently. Oh. When you were in the Sopranos, 
That wasn't, it wasn't like TV is now where Walter White's raping people and I don't know. It's everything goes from babies into the streets. No, they didn't have that, but everyone is pretty. And they had, you had, there was a scene where Tony Soprano sees yeah. someone in a college and you said, yeah, he's got to like, kill him. They said, him. you can't have a main guy in a and the show kills someone, and you said, you got yeah, him. if you hear David Chase's version. Well, I was going to say, yeah, the, you know, the that, toughest guy is David Chase, right? You mean like this, in a fight? This or a tough, <laughs> tough Pumba guy, right? I'm just mm. busting short. <laughs> uh, he's, that's, I, that's, I, just trying to get I think started. he's baiting me is what he's doing. <laughs> no, no, yeah, but no, that, what happened was, you know, it was the first season. We didn't, it had not aired yet, and we weren't even that many episodes into it. <clears throat> I come into this thing, you know, with the knowledge of this world, but the, the real knowledge of that world. These other guys, I think they were getting it from Rockford Files. <laughs> I mean, so Another I... Another footnote? You know, yeah. So, <laughs> so, you know, and we came to this point, and I, and I, you know, in this one script we were having, just having problems with, you know, and we, you know, we gang-banged it, you know. Uh, gang wrote it. Um, gang, yes. Not well, not not what Walter White allegedly did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> gang banged the script, really. You know, and uh, Jim Manos, he did the first pass. He's great. You know, uh, he's great. Uh, it was just a tough script. It was just not you know visiting colleges, and it was kind of a one a one joke thing. You know, oh let's take Tony and bring him to fucking Vermont. You know, see him argue with squirrels. I don't know. You know. And uh, so, so, I think that's funny. You know, it's just so ridiculous. So, you know, so we 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 all. I think we all. I think we all took like a pat. When I say we all, it was pretty much David, myself, and uh, Robin, Robin and Mitch. And then you know, and I and I just kept going back to, and then it hit me. I said, what if he sees some fucking guy from the witness protection program in the middle of nowhere? Now he's bound by this oath, but I'm talking about a, a real thing, you know, and they would say, you know, they wouldn't really do that. Of course, yes, they would. It's called okay. fanaticism. That's what they fucking do. Is that why Garrett's the one guy? Yeah, and the, and the uh, yeah, but, but the thing is, is the dilemma, a moral dilemma, you know, it's not like, you know, should I get the sugar free or the, you know, <laughs> this, this is like a real, if, if, if. And this was one of the things I couldn't beat into certain people's heads. I won't name them, but... So you had physical people. <laughs> Chase, no. Um, you know, that, that look, at, look around you. Look at the world. When, you, when you're in the face of true fanaticism, there's no negotiating. There's no fucking negotiation, period. Let's turn on the news. We know who we're talking about. Um, and uh, so... You know, and, and, uh, a little bit of delay. But he... <laughs> <laughs> it's delayed for you know, but uh, but but I was trying to get that point across, and this was the episode that was saying, you know, well, what the fuck are we making? Are we making a show about real mafia guys or or like TV mafia guys? I hope you know, what I do is real mafia. This is real. Yeah. No, I read this. <laughs> this I got to be honest with you. Actually, like, took the battery out of my cell phone, <laughs> put the radio up because I don't want the fetch, and you know, I'll be. <laughs> This is too good. Okay. But, but anyway, to make a long story short, yeah, this was a, a seminal moment because, you know, uh, David had to now go to the network and, and he, you know, and he also agreed at some point that, yeah, fuck, you know, if, if, the, if, they, if this is an oath and it's a true oath, 
Not like today, really. They're these wise guys, you see, real wise guys that you see today, they're like, they fill out applications, and it's like, you know, these are old school guys. So now that was, uh, you know, how do you kill? Your, your lead actor is going to kill somebody. That was unheard of. Was that the first time he killed in, in, the, in the series? And that was the first, first I think season? the first time you see him actually with kill his own someone. hands. Right. Yeah, yeah. Kill somebody. But, you know, but just the, the notion that you'd have a, a lead, even if it's an anti-hero, you didn't just kill thing. like that without, you know, re- regret or, or remorse. Or, or remorse yeah. Yeah. You know, it was a matter of course. Like that yeah, it, had, had to, yeah. it had to be done. Kick the field goal. Yeah. You know, he's like pissed at, oh, why the fuck did you have to pump gas here? You know, you put me in this position. Right. So, so. lots of laughs. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, now, Fred, um, have you done, you've done such genius comedy. Have you done out of character, gritty stuff, mob stuff? In your career? I, I don't think I have, no. No, this would be a first. Right. <laughs> you, I'm jumping in. Weren't you in something where you were like a charismatic cult leader or something a few years ago? Mm. Something dramatic? Something? This, this show is so well re- researched. Yeah. Um, yeah. That sounds like the kind of part I would have jumped at, but I don't, I don't think, I don't I know what I thought you was. were in something, Mike, we have the same agent, was saying, yeah, Fred's doing this thing. It's, he's not <laughs> usually doing agent. the thing. Jonestown? If you can think of it, let me know. <laughs> Is there Jokes a waitress? Town. Okay. It was the Jokestown Massacre. <laughs> Jokestown. I'm working on it, folks. You know? <laughs> I, uh, all right, Frank, let me ask you something else. Yes, now, oh, please. <laughs> I'm so fucking shy. <laughs> now, you said something. People were upset about that last Sopranos but can you? Are you afraid to say the really what at the last? You know he knows what he's doing when he says. Are you afraid to say? You know, I'm you're fu- talking to a mob guy. You're fucking mob guy. Asking if he's afraid of something. <laughs> it's just an opinion. I mean, okay. I had no. I was not. I don't. I don't have a relationship with David Chase and everything. And I just. And, and I just trust me. That, no one's going to know about anything said in this beyond this room. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's no. This secret. is David Chase's I, favorite I've podcast. I've said it. I've said it enough. I've said it enough that uh, I could care less <clears throat> that I believe that the same way, and this is what I believe, you can believe whatever you want. If you, if you remember the show and you remember that last episode and the fucking world was angry as they should have been, in my opinion, <clears throat> and you say to yourself, it's the World Series. Uh, anybody familiar with baseball or whatever sport it is, I just think about baseball and the World Series. You take a, a, a guy... <laughs> who's been playing fucking baseball since T-ball, okay? This moment, this moment he's been living every day of his life, eating, the, and the, 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 what baseball players do to get to the majors, sometimes spend years in the minors, then to get to the fucking World Series. And this is the fucking game on the line, the World Series. Pop-up, a pop-up just beyond second base, like this. And it hits your glove and hits the ground. And you lose the game. The team wins. The World Series over. And you, you're at home going, how the fuck did this happen? How the fuck did this happen? This guy spent his whole life since, his, since he was shitting himself. He was out there hitting T-balls and running to third base and, you know, learning. Ba- and this one moment you're supposed to get right, it all comes down to this one moment. How can you get it wrong? 
Guess what? That's why. That's my opinion. What, what did you? No, no, but you. What was wrong was very. And, and I, George Gallo was here in the audience, who was one of my favorite filmmakers. I might add. Maybe you've seen Double Take and uh, Midnight uh, Run. He wrote Midnight Run, a local color directed, Twenty uh, Ninth Street, one of my favorite Goomba movies. Uh, anyway, George is a director as well as an accomplished artist who will be having a show in New York next week. Uh, yeah, true. That's true. True. Uh, what, you want to tell us what? Uh, yes, and we'll be selling. This is like gallery, you ever watch that? You ever watch the Habad Peloton? It's, 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 it's funny. It's, 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 it's yeah. my favorite. Yeah, my favorite. <laughs> with the guy, with the, with the rabbi, and he goes. I got the DVD. He goes, again. Yeah, yeah. He goes. He goes. The sto- the Stollers gave twenty eight dollars. That's Stollers linen and fine. You know, and it's like a. Anyway, Are you so, following this? Wait, what art gallery? Yeah, where, where's, where's, your, where's your show? New York City. But where, 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 where in New York City? Selma Gundy Club, I'll take that. Yeah. Can you say that again? Selma Gundy Club? Selma Gundy. But Frank, well, I thought very, you was, very, The very, listeners very, don't very, know that. Oh, very, oh yeah. It's a very Selma Gundy Club on Fifth Avenue. What What are the dates? Uh, it's, it's the 16th through October 3rd. 16th through October 3rd. And you're going to be showing some of your... Uh, uh, I started out as a painter. Paintings. Somehow I... They're great. I I looked at them today to really get the landscapes. I'm gonna go. But that's in New York. But that's 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 a very that's a very exclusive uh, gallery, right? It's just a specific. Don't don't, don't, don't make people think they can't go. They can go. What do you think? I'll take a Dale's Paleo when you. I can't go. I'm not in the show. I can't go to your show. I just sit here. What the fuck? The water too. He's talking about baseball, and I'm like, are we? The last episode of The Sopranos? Did he play well, <laughs> So yeah, well, my point was this: he's a, he's a he's a, a film director, and some of you may be as well. And but it's just basic film. You know, you know when. So when, what did you want to happen at the end of the Sopranos? I wanted I wanted the uh, to Chase to come Tony running Tony. through the restaurant and fucking explode, boom, right? In, no. <laughs> No, what you wanted him to play No, no, baseball. it's not what I wanted. It's just it's just your basic you your basic film in, in television. You know when I'm looking at George. When I'm do, looking do at George, get, do you want to get physical our George? brains uh, yeah, our brains are trained, you know, from from all the years of watching TV and film that we we immediately see what the character sees. So we are now the eyes of the of the POV of the uh-huh. person looking at him. When he, George, now turns and looks back at me, we're now in we're behind his eyeballs. And on screen you see me. Were you following me? Yes. They set it up when they say they say in a few episodes earlier, I think, they say, you know, don't worry about it because when it happens, you never see it you never see it coming. Right. Just Black, gone. So now, don't get fucking bored. All right, you do. No, 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 no. No, I'm trying to process it. I'm not bored at all. Here's who I thought was going to kill him. I thought the Russian that that got away. I know that was another mistake with the POV. By showing the fucking, by doing this one shot in the tree. Because I called Terry Winter and I said to him, I go, what was that? And he goes, I don't know. Because they did that. (laughs) No, Terry Winter wrote the episode. That's the Pine Barrens. That's the one that Timmy Van Patten. That's the the story. Paulie and Chris stuck in the woods. Stuck in the woods. And there's one shot that put this in everybody's head. All it was was one fucking bite of they're down here and they go up in the tree, a POV looking down at them. 
with a little bit of a shake. It made everybody think, well, the fucking Russians are in the tree. <laughs> because we're all trained since we were kids how this works with the POVs. Well, that's who's, who's looking at him? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, but I well, thought the Russian was going to come back and kill him. Russia, the, the, we don't know what happened to, the, because of that one thing. We don't know what the fuck happened to the Russians. And David Chase doesn't give a fuck if you know what happened to the Russians. That's the whole point. <laughs> so. We got geopolitical really quickly. I'm gonna, I, I, just, I, I thought that I could keep someone from getting to that point. I have just gotten handing over the trophy. Right here. Let me, let me get to the end of this. That's awesome. What? So, POV. The daughter. Walks in. Am, am I saying this right? If you yes. remember, right? The daughter walks into the wherever they were. The door go, like okay, the yeah. The door. So she walks in. She looks at her father. Now we see what she's seeing. Her father, right? Right. And her father looks at her, but, but whatever. But it's in her POV. Her looking at her father. Boom, black. That means by everything we've learned our whole lives, Meadow just got whacked. <laughs> okay, the only other possibility, and I'm giving this up free of charge to David Chase, out there in the fucking world, is that his contempt that he's born with, okay, for, for mankind, is this was him saying to the audience, we, the audience, setting it up, everything goes black, I just whacked the whole fucking audience. Because it was our POV. Boom. Well, I so, hope I don't do this in this. <laughs> no, no. I don't well want to whack you guys. <laughs> I want to entertain you, but I want to be gritty, and I want to do something different I never get to do. We should be Ooh. showing that episode on the screen. <laughs> we could get play-by-play. Play. But, you know, because you, you, you're trying to think of, of what, what the scene was. It's like if you read a book about music and they, they tell about a song, you, you, you want to hear the song. Yeah. So you, you, you didn't have the film with you, did you? <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't think this would get this far. I thought wait, David would be as funny as he was before the show yo, started. No, no, no. He, he's uh, no, 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 quiet. You guys, you guys got to know. I'm cool, though. Listen, you know, let me tell you something. You know, you know this fucking guy. He's he's one of those. He, he plays that little timid cat, but he's a fuck, right? Let me tell you. Let me tell you. He'll set you up going, hey, Frank, Frank, tell me the story of your grandmother. And, and, and then you'll say, well, my grandmother, she was on her die on her deathbed, and she looked up at me. He'll go, he's ah, you're still telling the grandmother story. <laughs> I think I know why Frankie and I didn't talk for years. I made a mistake. We went out to eat. The bill came. I said, I got it. You get the tip. Remember how you went ballistic? Yep. Yep. I, I don't I just don't I don't get that. Well so okay. You wanted to pay for the whole thing? Yeah, I don't fucking do anything. I'll pay or you pay. Did you leave a tip? Don't worry about it. I'm going to pay for 86%. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is that? The fuck is that? So, so did you leave a tip? No, he cursed no. me out. <laughs> Shit, fuck you. But all right, all right. Hey, I'll pay. If you don't, I'll pay then. If you want to pay, you pay. I'll pay, you pay. Uh, don't worry, but you just leave the tip. 
And I'm fucking also paying. <laughs> All right, say so I'm paying, except you pay. You're right. All right. But now you're not mad at me anymore. No, no. <laughs> Maybe just a little. What was the restaurant? Was it a nice place? I, I actually 20. something like that happened to me. I was I was doing Little Man. I'm not bragging. Um, in Canada, and people recognized me. They said, "Hang out," and I just had like a, a soup, and they're all feasting. So I, I, I put some money. They go, "No, no, no, you don't pay." They go. I'll tell you why, you live the tip. Yeah. So I, I ended up spending 30 bucks more yeah. than I would have for the soup. <laughs> but I'm not like Frankie that would say, fuck you. No, because, because that happened to me so many times, exactly what you're saying. And I found my go, myself going like this, thanks, thanks, thanks. Thanks for picking it up. Yeah. I got a cup of coffee, 40 bucks. Thanks. <laughs> oh, you're a great guy. No, I don't even mention it. No, no, no. It's, uh, this is, so uh, I'm just trying to think. Um, we'll, we'll do this, and then hopefully after, if you, if you don't leave, we can get George's take on maybe some mob ideas where this could go if we do this again. I can't always guarantee I'll get A-listers like you guys. I can't guarantee they'll stay even for the thing. Uh, well, I didn't know the preamble was going to be so short. So, yeah. uh, you're right, you're right. I, got, I get kids at home, so... I, I'm, okay, I'm sorry. They're it's growing okay. and growing. All right, so they, they just graduated. Uh, okay, so basically... What the fuck? You, you're mad at me because I want to get going? <laughs> See? Oh, I, I thought... I, no, I, I need... No, okay. Okay, so, so basically, whoever wants to lead... No, I'm just kidding. I, uh, Fred cut out a big action scene. He thought it would cost too much. I said, Fred, it's a radio. He cut out four pages in the middle. I said, this is great. They had girls. They had dancing. I thought people would like the banter, but you, no, you're right. Let's get right to it. This is, the, this is what learning. We're learning. I am. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, all right. I, all right. We do, I don't have a title yet, but we'll give a prize if someone gives one. So this is my mob adventure part one. Okay, I'm leaving because I'm not. A, I'm not going to sit oh. up here. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm going to tell you guys. There's sound effects, so be sure. I'm supposed to be bossy. This is my bossy voice. There's okay. sound effects, so please don't... You mean don't like that humming? <laughs> the yeah. humming? No, there's going to be sound effects before some of your lines, so be careful not to jump oh, okay. it. Okay. Was I pretty bossy? Perfect. All right. All right. Actors love direction. <laughs> now I don't know what microphone to talk into. I think, I think it picks it up. Good. I oh. think... Uh, <clears throat> okay. All right. This is... Uh, the start of it, untitled Mob Adventure. If anyone knew the truth of my life, they'd be shocked. Oh, a month ago is what you'd think, killing time between gigs and my podcast. But then something went down that changed things forever. I was keeping it buried until I met Fred Willard at our favorite diner. Fred's not the simple buffoon he plays so brilliantly. He knew something was amiss. Why the longer face than usual, Fred? <laughs> what? Your face is hanging in your soup. I could trust you, right? Come on, we Freds have a bond. All right, listen to some of my messages. You son of a bitch, not calling me back, you disrespectful fuck. 
Okay? With interest, you owe me 300000 now. And if you so much as think of going to the feds or to the cops, tearing your limbs off and beating you to death with them will seem like a blowjob and limbo compared to what I will fucking do to you. <laughs> huh? What's going on? You know my book. Yeah, yeah, nice breezy read. <laughs> Though I didn't read the whole thing, I just skimmed to the stuff about me. Well, I should have read the contract more closely. I had to pay for the book tour and all the staples that held it together. Those staples add up. My credit wasn't good, so I borrowed from this guy who hangs out at the comedy club. I didn't know he's in the mob. Interest is crazy. My God, this is the crazy stuff you only hear about on podcast radio serials. Oh, no. It's him again. I'll take that. Listen, you. I'm Fred Willard, renowned actor. <laughs> and you got to give Fred some time. He'll get some big gigs someday and pay you back. I mean, look at his track record. Uh, that might not be such a good idea. Uh, don't, don't look at the track record. Uh, all right, listen to me, you fucking renowned actor. You're in this now, too. You'll both do my dirty work if you want to live. Why don't we all just calm down? I can give you something to sell on eBay. Uh, Sign Best in Show DVD. Uh, it'll, 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 it'll fetch about tw- uh, 40 bucks. Fred wasn't able to charm me out of my mess. I had to work to make my vin. I was meeting Marco at the hideout, the back of Dolly's strip club. There were all kinds of scary guys with names like Murder, Scar, Scab, and Martin. Okay, uh, you'll need a Glock, ski mask, some papers. A gun? I don't know how to use it and what for. Scar, a guy named that because of the one going across his face, didn't like the idea of me having a gun either. Why don't you watch a tutorial on YouTube, you hemorrhoid? Marco, I don't want this clown running with us. We go in the Chinese pool hall with Chachi. He'll panic and shoot in the air and get us all killed. Chinese pool hall? What's going on? The termites had the nerve to rob our big poker game. We lost two good men along with our till. Don't worry, Scott. We'll just have him have, we'll man the back door in case of any stragglers come in the joint. Now, come on. I don't like this. I don't like this either. So this will be my first job and my obligation? No. Second. Second? Yeah, you got to dispose of Vinnie Rossetti. We put him in the trunk of your car. What? Where do I put him? Hey, that's your headache. Fuck up and have him trace back to us. Your head will be more than one ache. So I was instructed how we'd raid the Chinese pool hall. But first I had a corpse with a bullet in its head I had to deal with. So I called Fred back. Hey, Fred, you shake those goons? Oh, no. As a matter of fact, I threw a dead body in my car I have to dispose of. Can I bury him in your yard? You have so much space there. Uh, I don't think that's a good idea. My wife has the flowers arranged perfectly, spelling out my name. Plus, the neighbor's dog's always digging in there. 
Okay, guess I'll figure this out on my own. Man. Maybe don't throw it out. Uh, use it for carpools or as an ironing board. <laughs> People know me as the neurotic nebbish, but when your back's to the wall, you do what you gotta do and not fall apart. I had to get my life back. So me, Scar, Scab, Marty, Murderer, and Johnny Tank approached a speakeasy in Chinatown. No white face had ever seen the insides of Tang's pool hall and lived to talk about it. But I had an idea. My friend Jimmy O. Yang scored as the Chinese tech guy in Silicon Valley. I had him meet us by the joint. Hey, uh, Freddy. What's up, man? Where you want to eat? Wait, who are these guys? It's a long story, but we need to go in the pool hall. We need you to talk to the dog guy, maybe get him to let us in. Say something. Wait, you think us all Chinese guys are connected? Or we have like a special word we all know and we say to each other? That's super racist, dude. Hold your I have a dream speech. <laughs> Just try to get the door open. But Jimmy owed me. We had a deal. Every time I bought a chick I was too old for, I brought her Jimmy's way. Nothing ever turned out from that, but still. Me and the goon stood to the side. Scar poked his gun in my ribs, a bit impatient. What's going on, Jimmy? This is amazing. He's my cousin, and he's going to let us in. The door opened. The next thing Jimmy and his cousin saw was our ski masks on. The next thing they saw was the butt of Scar's gun to the back of the cousin's head, knocking him out. What the fuck are you doing to my cousin? Scar then did the same thing to Jimmy. What the fuck are you doing to my friend Jimmy? It'll be safer staying here. So he rushed down the steps, so it guns out. Put your hands up where we can see him, and don't scream any of that I-don't-speak-English shit. Scar and Murderer grabbed all the cash on the table, while me, Tank, and Marty kept our guns locked on them. I was scared, but not as scared as I thought I'd be. I had seen this in so many flicks, it didn't seem real. I was okay till Scar seemed to push it. In the fucking safe. Have him open it. Sad sack. Keep the gun on him. I am. It's on him. Seconds seemed forever. I wanted out of there more than anything. I was okay till one of them reached under the table and... There was a cloud of smoke. I shot back as I ran out. I didn't see if I hit anyone, but then I looked back and saw Asian bodies on the floor. <laughs> Tank was hit. Scar helped him get up the stairs. He was hit in the shoulder, and from what I've seen on TV, I knew that wasn't life-threatening. But he sure as shit didn't look good. We came upon Jimmy and his cousin still knocked out. Marty raised his gun and... blew a hole in the guy's head, waking up Jimmy. He then put the gun to Jimmy's head. No, you do not do that. He knows too much. In a move I never imagined, I put a gun to him. 
The mess I made sure as shit wasn't gonna get my friend killed. You fucked up big time, Chachi. Scar put his gun on me. We were in a Mexican standoff. When we heard the sirens, we knew we had to settle this later. We put our guns down and scooted down the alley to our getaway car. He's bleeding! What happened? Man, this, this is a brand new car! Can you hold him out the window? I felt bad Willard's car would need an expensive cleaning. But Marco said Willard only needed to do that one deed. Could have been worse for him, but we still had to get out of there. We piled in. This guy can drive? You sure? I just drive. You take too long, I am gone. I give you a five-minute window. You do what you got to do after that, I am gone. <laughs> Willard drove like a demon. He was kicking ass, and I was impressed. You've driven getaway before? No, that's the monologue from Drive. <laughs> I, I have it memorized. It was a long shot, but my agent got me in. Damn, I never get to do a gritty drama. Tell me about it. You, you were so much better than Ryan Gosling. It, it, it's, it's almost worth getting killed to meet you, sir. We stopped by Dolly's. The crew cleaned Willard's car. Marco let him go. Willard was free. Thanks, Marco. I mean, can't you let Fred go, too? He was pretty amazing back there. Right. Yeah, you better not push it. Any warm body can hold the gun out. He's far from being off. And so I was, a sometimes employed character actor looking for work while indebted to the mob, waiting for my next obligation, which came in a voicemail the next day. Oh, uh, killed the little Chinese guy. He knows too much. <laughs> my gritty fantasy um i felt i i was gritty i don't know what you think it was very gritty it was gritty with, uh, with comic overtones but still uh, grit. Right. how did it sound uh, from the sound of, those sound effects were disarming weren't they they suddenly came and were great wow. Wow. that was Jalinda palmer it was uh, andy and these guys were good with the gritty yeah. 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 I, uh, no, I, I, I think, like, Steve Buscemi looks skinny and, and like me, and he, he could kill people. Why can't I be like that? Yeah. Right, Dave Kecker? Uh, I'm very unassuming that you'd yeah. be a criminal mastermind. But I, I, I want to see episode two. Yeah. I, I, Unless it's a movie. Well, I'd that, see, but it's a serial, right? I, I, like I, I hope if I could do this again. Um, do you think this went well uh, enough to try oh, again? Yeah. All right, George Gallo is the expert. I would like to just keep, just try to keep the story going, and and, and like Walter White, descend more into darkness, and and, and really like uh, smack people. I like how you uh, don't want to do it, but you feel obligated, <laughs> almost quite guilty. So you're like, ah, I, I don't want to kill this old lady, but I guess I have to. Yeah, and then you do it, and then you just go have lunch or something. Yeah, just try on auditions, maybe. Or right just between auditions. Between auditions. 
and then you go keep confessing it to Fred. <laughs> you know, you brought something interesting up. I'm just throwing this out there. Sure. Any chance? But you, you better do it. Any any chance you could get Buscemi to play you? <laughs> just, just throwing it out He'd there. He'd be more believable. Yeah. No. 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 no but you. I always think like, you know, why? Like how bells are really, you know, played yeah. like a, a, a homicide cop. Yeah. They, they, you know, like I've had auditions and they say, you don't look like a detective. <laughs> well, yes, in TV land, the, yeah. the chubby Jack McGee Irish guy, yeah. hey, you know, the fireman. But yeah, can, can we all be detectives? That's like, can we all get along? Can we all be detectives? <laughs> but because uh, in... in, in <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Fred? You know what it would be? Uh, uh, honestly, if, if you were the really quiet third detective. I'm not even making a joke because for, uh, uh, for an assumption for you to play a detective, and I, I don't, I don't, I'm not being disparaging. Please be disparaging. No one does it more than me than myself. But, so, uh, so you're the guy that's observing all these other guys with all this other stuff. And then you just kind of really quietly come in and deliver some information that they've all missed. You mean like mm-hmm. a monk or Columbo? <laughs> <laughs> Again, uh, we're, we're getting a lot of 70s footnotes. Okay. But, <laughs> I, I love those things. Okay. So uh, I understand what your, your dilemma is for you to have to go out and play a straight-up drama. And but obviously, there's a lot of jokes in here. So it's 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 a, it's a yeah. fun thing. You didn't mean this to be really gritty. No, but I would love it to like take have some a real a real grounded piece. Yes. But here's the thing: you playing you is beautiful. You playing you in a situation where it's fish out of water anyway. Yes. And you struggling so against so against what the I'm circumstances your question are. Question you're answering. Okay. <laughs> you're gonna ask the question I'm answering. Yes, but maybe I'll shut up because you. No, 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 no. <laughs> But I guess, you know, it's a good point, because I'm not blaming a friend, but we sat down and he, he knowing the genius Fred Willard is going to be, helped punch it up. And, and so you like hearing the laugh, but at the same time, yes, I, my favorite, I always say, comedies are ones like the 70s, like The Graduate, or things that I didn't think of comedies, they're just desperate people. So, no, I wouldn't want to be in a mob where I'm like, Don, that's, again, a footnote, uh, I'm nervous, <laughs> Pee Wee Herman, oh, what if I get hurt? No, I'd really like to be me, really, having to try to kill people yes. and smack people. Yes. And uh, everybody, everybody around you is grounded, and you're just yeah. playing... Myself. Yourself. Yeah. You don't have to push anything. Right. And that's really enjoyable. And we know the next week, holy shit, this poor guy has got to go kill again. Maybe kill my friend Jimmy or they'll kill my cat. You know? Well, that's the only way I would kill anyone. They say, you're gonna, they'll kill your cat, I'll kill anyone. No, or you keep, telling, you keep tipping Jimmy off somehow. You have, you have Jimmy get a pager. <laughs> oh, yeah. So anytime you page him, which is technology is so below the radar, nobody even is picking it up, that he always escapes his apartment. No offense, it's probably a house. Uh, it's before a you kill him, and you're like, I tried, I tried. No, no, yeah, again, I'd like to play it like I, if I was really in the mob, yes. because I owe money. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to play it, yeah. And no, no, like a friend of mine is in the audience, and he got mad I did this movie, Fred and Vinny, John Over. He goes, you know, this straight man. But I, you know, because in this, I guess you could say it was this straight man. Uh, well, the thing is, yes, right. You playing straight man is enjoyable. Be, uh-huh. be, uh, uh, playing playing straight, just letting it come out, is very enjoyable because you are the fish out of water in this show. Right. So that makes you uh, 
the comic relief without having to play comic. Right. Right. So, so I, I'm confused, well, but in a good way. Because, uh, <laughs> well, no, us seeing Fred Stoller right. having to just negotiate yes. life is the fun. You don't have to play it. I'm a fish out of water walking around the grove. I mean, uh, the minute I wake up, I'm a fish out of water. I, I, would love, I, would, I would love it if one of the assignments was you had to... You had, you, they told you you had to had hit on one of the waitresses at the Cheesecake Factory at the Grove who you have a relationship with, but you keep you keep tipping everybody off like, hey, come here, come here, come here, come here. This candle's bugged, but I gotta... Kill you. Just, 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 just leave town for a while. Yeah, yeah. And then TMZ follows you around. Yeah. Um, wow. Amber, you could come back up because Amber had a story. She thought we were in the Grove. That I was saying the TMZ filled me. I don't do that. But uh, I, um, I, no, no. But the thing is, what I'm confused about is. So if I write more of these, and if any of you want to help... Actually, what Jimmy did was funny, because he wanted to meet Fred Willard so badly. I said, I'm going to do this thing, but it's with the mafia. You can't be in it. He goes, make it the Chinese mafia. Right? <laughs> Dude, yes, I get to meet Fred Willard. Because Frankie was in, mafia. He's yeah, the guy. Oh, yeah. just, and, you know, and now you'll ask him back the next time. You'll meet Fred Willard again. I'll say, no, no, I met him once. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm okay. Do the Russians now. I'm okay. Yeah. I saw, I saw, I'm I never done. met him. Uh, maybe, you know what? Uh, maybe you could have a, an aquarium at your house where your fish is actually out of water and it would be kind of on two levels. You're r- racing home because your maid called. Incidentally, maid. she's not really your maid. But who did you love in these uh, uh, noir movies? Veronica Lake. Yes. Whoa. Whoa. She's not really the maid, and it turns out she's a spy. No, I, I would like it to go, yeah, all different crazy levels where Jimmy's a fed. What? George, come on. Uh, George, yes, George, please. Yeah. Are you sure? Could, could we hear you from there? No, have him come up. Look, I want to ask George a question. Yeah, George, come on. Please, please, please. George, what, what I want to ask you is when you see a movie like Midnight Run. Will you see it? <laughs> he can hear. I wrote that <laughs> <laughs> Was anyone else in contention besides De Niro and Charles Grodin? You can't picture anyone else doing those parts. Nobody was. It was just right from the script. It had to be those two. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, what happened was... Uh, you want to hear the whole story? Yeah. Oh, the short version is uh, I wrote this... Well, how the movie got made is actually kind of an interesting story. I wrote half a script. And this is what I just did with this. Well, I, took, I did. I wrote half a script, and I didn't know how to end it. And I had a meeting at Paramount. This is many, many years ago. And I knew Marty Brest. He, he just, did on um, uh, Eddie done Murphy. Beverly, yeah, Beverly Hills Copy yeah. just on it. And I had like half a script, and I was—I had it in my car. I just went, you know, I still typed on IBM Selectric, and I forgot something. And I went back to my car, and I ran into Marty, and I said, "Hey, uh, you know, we started talking." And he goes, "What are you doing?" I says, "I don't know. I got this fucking script. I can't finish. It's in my car." And he goes, "Well, let me take a look at it. This is how the movie got made." He read—he read it while I was hanging out outside. He goes, "How's it end?" I says, "I don't know." He lets him go in the end. That's all I know. <clears throat> so he, goes, I'm really interested in this. So Paramount bought half a script, which is true. How many, how many pages was it? It was literally 53 pages. Yeah. So where had that script ended? What, what? It was about, you know, we're getting to the coffee shop in Texas. I mean, I, I, I never use cards. I never know how my scripts are going to end. I just make them up, you know. And just, it's so, amazing. Because yeah. I, 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 I think I said this somewhere recently. Uh, 
Woody Allen, I, I was listening to an interview or read something uh, that where he said that, uh, you know, a big breakthrough for him writing was making the decision that he will never start a script unless he knows how it's going to end. Because he says he has, you know, boxes <coughs> full of scripts that are two, th- two thirds. Yeah, I mean, look, I know basically how they're going to end, but I mean, I don't yeah, know no, how no, I'm going to get there, you know. So when you, so when he's, he helped you come up with the ending? Or? No, no, he just, no, we, I went off and wrote it. I wrote, I wrote, I wrote it. Myself, and then it's like this is a no-brainer. De Niro and Charles Grodin. Well, Marty Bress was incredibly hot at the time. Yeah, they gave it to Robert De Niro, and Robert De Niro said yes. And then, I mean, I was a young guy. I was twenty. I was twenty-eight, twenty-nine. I was about. I think it was thirty. And yeah, you know, old man. And um, and I remember I was telling my friends, Robert De Niro just committed to this comedy I wrote. And they went, yeah, right. And they were like, first of all, Robert De Niro doesn't do comedies, and I was that, you know. And I, I was like, yeah, I know, I can't. Fucking believe this! It's really good for yeah. this movie. So yeah, it was. Can, can I can I tell them the the, the, the how, how we? It's, it's such a it's it's in the stars sometimes. You know, <clears throat> I was I w- I started as an actor. And maybe you maybe you picked up on that. But <laughs> no, I, I started as an actor, and I had just gone to the. the I was at the my the, the end of the rope in my life. I could not read for one more goon number one, goon number two. Sometimes Goomba number one, Goomba number two. And my, my resident, I even did cartoon voices and, you know, cartoon voices. Yeah, and, and Mob and, Fish. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, my, my resume said, you know, gangster, 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 gangster bird. <laughs> gangster, gangster Fish. That was an NWA gangster, gang- rap song. That was yeah, really gangster. Nice. But anyway, so, <clears throat> but then I, then I... <laughs> I got my hands on a script that was like this hot. Nobody could get their fucking hands on it. it was Michael Chinich was uh, and casting. casting director, yeah. <clears throat> and <clears throat> somehow I got my my hands on the script, and and uh, I had a long story back to the great unbelievable fortune of meeting Sidney Pollock when I was just like literally living on a floor in somebody's apartment, and he said to me, "What a great guy this guy was," and he said to me, he "Goes kid." He said, you know, don't waste this, what I'm about to tell you, <clears throat> he said. But I don't know how I could be of any help to you, he said, except that. And he gave me the speech about how he, when he got into the business, he started as an actor and studied with Sandy Meisner and da-da-da. But he didn't have a classic handsome face and da-da-da. And he says, you know, it's tough to, you know, to, and he said, you know, uh, if, if, if you're trying to be seen for some role, you know, maybe, you know, if it's something you really think you're right for, call me. Maybe I can pick up the phone for you, okay? Well, I didn't, you would think I would jump on that, you know? You know, yeah, they got a nurse that I could play the nurse, and no. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, never, never called. Like a year went by or whatever, and then this, this midnight run, oh my God. And there was like, you know, fucking 100 rolls in there, right? And I just wanted anything at that point. It was Robert. I knew it was Robert De Niro. I had read it about, read about it in the trades. And on a Sunday, I go and I auditioned for who was it? Moron number one <laughs> and moron number two, right? Yeah. All day they were they were they were doing mixing and matching. Okay, you come in, then you go out, then you come in, and they try to see how we work together and like that. 
and I, and it's just so funny that you know that then I, that was it. That was the straw that broke the camel's back for me. As in, I said, I can't do this anymore. Well, you think because they had real goombas really oh, oh, overdoing oh, it. it. Like, hey, so, let me tell you, oh, I, I was, was so, in You have no fucking idea what it was like. You have no. I, I, I was, re, like, I walked out of there. You know, I like I had Aramis and, and you know, garlic. fucking garlic and gold. Every stereotype you can think of because. Most of these guys, most of these guys, you know, I, I just want to get a megaphone and tell every fucking Italian-American actor in America that comes from, like, an Italian neighbor, sounds like me or whatever, learn the expression gilding the lily, okay? Okay, if you tell me, you know, my line is, you know, do me a favor, Joey, give me a, grab, grab me a cup of coffee, all right? That's my line. Do me a favor, Joey, grab me a cup of coffee. And they, yeah, Action. Hey, do me a favor, Joe. <laughs> Grab me a fucking cup of coffee. Yeah. What the fuck is this? Hey, who the fuck talks about It's like these guys, yeah. they're, they're like professional yeah. Italians. Oh, That's oh, what they oh. call them. And, yeah. and they're fucking that, that, that. And I told you, I'm not going to mention the name. I swear, I witnessed this. And I, I told you this when I met you eventually. I know you're talking about. A guy came in a limo. <laughs> now, this guy was a known character actor. Okay, he came in and like the, the part of the sea, you know, like Moses parts the Red Sea. These goombas practically fell down. This was the this was this was the fucking king of 18th Avenue, you know, hitting the oh, and he comes in. And he's got the long black coat. He was like like a like a, a mob guy, but he was an actor. He walks in. He talks to Marty Brest and Michael Chinich. And, uh, you know, I'm assuming that everybody's like, we talking well, about, yeah, I don't want to say his name okay. because it's not a, 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 a but this a, is a very Italian, this guy, we talking about, and then nobody yeah, was yeah, saying, yeah, nobody <laughs> were talking about. my father used to do that on the yeah, phone. But, but yeah. what happens is this guy, this guy comes out and, and we're all listening, we're saying, well, we're all fucking dead. We're all dead because if he wants it, he's got it. You know, well, he like, came in, you said, he goes, I did the book. No, that was another rag. I knew that right there I wanted to cut my wrist. That's another rag. I've been there waiting to, to read, and they bring in another guy, sits down, and he goes, he says to the, the casting director, he goes, all right, listen, let's get this out of the fucking way right now. Okay, I did the book in Attica, and that's all I'll fucking say. Okay, it's done. Now, the book is did life, did life in Attica. You can figure out why. You know, and so he leaves, and they look at each other, Chinich and Martin. They go, they go. Whoa, that's the real fucking thing. And I want to go. Who the fuck would admit to being a fucking murderer? And fucking talking to a fucking casting director. Yeah, fucking. And, and real by the way, thing. the next time he goes to Attica will be his first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but. You know, it worked. But this other guy, well, you can tell the name afterwards. No, I'm not going to tell He him. comes out. David and Chase. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you this much. He has pock skin like me, too. And he's no longer alive. That's why I don't no, respect he's alive. him. No. He's in the old actor's home. No. He's not? No. Gone. <laughs> really? Gone. Not available. Not available. Right. <laughs> no. No. Offer only. Uh, <laughs> He uh, he comes out. He comes out, and where was it? Well, this guy wants it. He's going to take whatever part he wants of these gumbar parts, right? And when I, did he die? I'm not more I, hung I, up I, on I, it. I didn't fucking whack him. I, I just know. saw. <laughs> I just saw Doc Severinsen on Jimmy Fallon. I thought he was dead last night. 
No, actually, he's with this guy. Wait, is that, that a way of letting us know who they're talking about? No. I no. thought it was interesting. Didn't we all thought... I did, you know what? It's not going to be... But he, I'll just tell you who the fuck it was. No, no, no. No, you may not even know him. That's like when they go, and they go, you know the guy, Joe Gunther. And they go, who the fuck is Joe Gunther? No, but he comes out. I got to stand up. I can't do the microphone. Sure. He comes out, and, and he's talking to Martin Brest, and he goes, no, I'm fucking serious. I'm fucking serious. And these guys, Martin Brest and Chinich, go, <laughs> Joe, <laughs> Joe, the, he goes, listen to me, one or the other, put your hand in your fucking pocket and come up with $100, because I paid for a fucking limo to go from the airport to come here. Okay? <laughs> oh, I know who you're talking yeah. about. I thought of somebody else. No, yeah, so. he goes, what yeah, he, he's that? definitely dead. Okay. <laughs> Thank God. And that, so imagine the guy, this is an actor. And I'm going, okay, one guy's telling me about the other, I killed somebody and I did the life in Attica. Okay. <laughs> That's he, how I got to put in the net. Yeah, he's fucking, yeah. He's, I tell Francesca, he's I fucking golden. Him. He's golden, right? He's in. I could tell that he's in. They're like, oh, he's in. This guy is basically shaking them down. Yeah. He's going like, and I'm literally going. Come on, money for the Yeah, for a hundred bucks, and, and, though. A hundred dollars. He goes like this. And they go, hey, Joe, listen, we'll see you, dog. No, thank you for coming. No. No, maybe you don't understand what I'm fucking saying. One hundred fucking dollars. Then okay, if it's ten tens, five twenties, you put in half, you put in half, you give a fuck where it comes from. I'm not leaving it without the hundred dollars. I go, this guy's fucking dead serious. Does he know that he didn't burn a saint to get into the mafia? You know, that's a SAG card he has, you know? Because <laughs> you see SAG, you know these actors, they walk around, it goes to their fucking head. Oh, yeah. They start talking to, like, like they're real wise guys. Anyway, this was, uh, bless his soul, I say this truly, bless his soul, Joe Spinell. I don't know if you remember that actor, sure. Joe Spinell. He was in uh, Taxi Driver, I think. Yeah, yeah. he was. And he was, and he was yeah. also, well, I, you know, and Rocky, he was the, yeah. he was the he wise guy. Yeah, he was the Bob guy. guy in that, yeah. yeah, and he was, you know, he played, and he, and, you know, and I, I used to, I, as a young guy, a young act guy, all the pop marks, and I go... When this guy goes, I get all his roles. <laughs> Fred, maybe this is why we've never been in mob movies. Yeah. We've we got to demand... I demand validation. <laughs> Could you validate my parking, please? I'm a, oh, a personal... Oh, come on. But, but they, 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 they gave it to him. But they gave him it. Okay. Fred, they gave him the money. They fucking pulled out the money. And, 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 he didn't and, get the part, They didn't get the part, though. <laughs> no, he didn't get the part. Was it for the two uh, the guys that kept uh, yeah. chasing him? Yeah. yeah, which was what was was so fun because yeah. sure, there's, there's such great drama, and then you've got this uh, this vaudeville scene yeah. going on that keeps coming Went back on the phone. And, yeah, yeah. Joe was, Pantaleone was great. Yeah. My wife, my wife Jackie, her favorite scene. This is before I knew George, and when I finally met George, when we became friends, and I said, "You'll never guess who I met, George Gallo." Da da da. She she went banana. Da, and and he and he was nice enough to, to sign laser discs. I don't know if you remember that. Sign, autograph the laser disc to bring home because my wife loves this one moment in, in, in Midnight Run where, where De Niro's on the phone talking to whoever he's talking with. Oh, he shakes his head? Yeah, and he says, because if you know, I'll fucking kill him right now. I'll fucking whatever. And he looks at Grode and he goes... <laughs> Well, let me ask you, George, when he mentions mixing comedy with this, 
Yeah, if I do more of these, there's a part of me that goes, ooh, we're getting laughs. Oh, no, they're not getting laughs for a while. Uh, David, I shouldn't worry about that. I should just play it and not try to punch it up with jokes. Well, um, you guys, writers, it's about the story. Yeah, always the story. And the characters... So this are, story was so compelling, the... Uh, well, it's, 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 it's short. We were all there. Uh, it's I about the it characters. Right. Oh, you'd like it? Yeah, very much. Oh, and, and I can't, you know, assume I'll have Fred again, but you, you guess you got freed in this thing. Your deed is over. But, um... <laughs> but just picturing you saying these lines, I, I, I get, get goosebumps because you're one of the... Again, you a genius character actor of all time. I'm so, I'm, I mean, right? And, uh... Just picturing these lines... He's saying it, I'm, I'm goosebumps, just, uh, even though it's a silly podcast, uh-huh. it was, uh, uh-huh. you know, he's one of these guys, uh, writers, as they say, wet dream, right, George? Yeah. If you had a guy like Fred just picturing, Ooh. you know, so I don't know how we do it again. Are we, is it okay, Jonathan? You're doing what you're doing. Okay. I thought I'm you were giving... to talk like a mob guy. Yeah. Oh, I thought... I thought I was doing the... Impa- when I did stand-up, that's where I'd be standing when it's... Sta- comic refuses to get off stage. <laughs> that's what I miss about stand-up. The guy getting the light. And the light, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This guy, this pig comedian. I thought you were the impatient guy. Do raffle or something? I don't know. I'll say... So, all right, we want to do a raffle. Oh, first of all, let me ask you guys, do any of you have any ideas where this story could go? Any things? That's like, not it. No. <laughs> I, I like the idea of like a mob guy makes wants me to humiliate a boss mob guy's and, and, and sleep with his wife and humiliate the guy and then he Sex. catches me in bed. You try to cross over into a I, different genre. Were you the, now you're talking about being this hard guy, now you're the romantic lead. Now I know. <laughs> I always envy delusional people. Now you're Woody Allen, it's irresistible. No, no, yeah. no, no. You guys didn't I, see the first draft of this. It was like a creepy webcam girl no. masturbating yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And I'm no, like, that's whoa, Fred, okay. Let's see what kind of mom movie no, 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 no. talking about. No, 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 the guy says, he goes... It would be good. My wife catches a skinny string being loser, she, you know, in bed. So he, he's putting me down, so it's humiliating that the wife would be having sex with me. Well, I think, I think uh, <laughs> what happens is, we, I, look, I, we would enjoy week to week seeing you having to be pulled back into this world uh-huh. and then put in situations that you don't want to go through. You don't want to go through the situation where you have to kill somebody. Now... Uh, I still have the dead body in my trunk. Understood. That understood. Is but so I, then, so then, one week the mob boss says, "I want you to go make it with my wife." I'm saying, no, no, I, I'm, assu- I, I, I'm assuming I, this is a PG podcast. Well, Frankie ruined that. But you don't go through with it. Like you don't really kill anybody in this episode, right? Maybe I will if they're a bad well, guy. I, we don't want to. See. <laughs> I mean, it would be accidental. Wait, you, you said you were shooting, and, and there were there were Chinese people all all over the. Did I hear read the same? I don't script? know if I can. A- Asian anybody. bodies. Oh, <laughs> Asian bodies. Yeah, so. that's what I got to figure out. Is this a farce, or is this really like this would be co- going on? Well, I, I, it's, mm. it's well, it's you in a world that you don't belong in. Right. So you yes. keep getting pulled into this thing, and we know you who you are. You're all now, in you an alternate universe. You don't want to push past that thing, yeah. so you remain who you are, true to. So don't but, kill anyone. No, if you do, it's accidental, and they don't die, because we don't want to see Fred Stoller kill anybody. Sometimes I'd like to. Okay, so <laughs> if they're, if they're more mortally wounded, that person sure. forgives you, because you didn't mean it, but in the next week, if you want to have but a... But if they're a rat, rat's divorced, I'm just kidding. 
Okay. No. But, do you, but do you really have a, a fantasy of playing a tough guy? Well, see, I, I have an answer for you. I'm just waiting for you to ask me. What? Because there's somewhere in between, okay? I, I'm just going to throw two words out for you. Okay. And it's about scary and still not what you think it's well, yeah, semi could be scary. Yeah, but this is, I'm so going, I'm going there like in a different way. I got two words for you. Okay. Think Delusion. Peter Laurie. Oh. You know, yeah. Again, reference. That guy is that guy is fucking scary. He scared fucking John Gotti. You know? So why why can't he be scary? If he came after you, even an arsenic and old lace, which is a funny, funny movie, right? A play. But with him, Peter Laurie, even while you're, you're, you're laughing at it, you, he's a scary fuck. Am I, I correct? Yeah, well, that? look, yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, twice in sitcoms, I played an unlikely mugger. In Carolina City, I mugged her with a gun. And another yeah. thing, but, but if you have a gun, then you're not unlikely. Yeah. No, you know, you, yeah. All right, well, the audience doesn't point. know you have a gun. No, I'm talking yeah. about... Unless it's being shot from the tree. Well, but you're saying, you're, saying, you're saying it's character. He's saying it's character. You want character. Yeah. yeah well, I'll, look, you've got to get creative. I just have to give you this one last anecdote sure. because they just... Every time I see them, they're like, oh, it's going to talk again. No. <laughs> but I just got to invoke the, the great Bo Star. Okay, Bo Star. Bo Star's Mike Star's Mike Star's brother, brother character actor. Mike Star would punch me in Dumb and Dumber. That's right. No, great. No. One of the great fucking timing plays of all time. When Dumb and Dumber, when Fred is... Harassing Mike Starr, he's on the phone, and he and he's and he's going, get off the phone, get off the phone, whatever. And Mike Starr then finally goes, I can't hear you. And he goes, get off the, and he threw the glass. Fred goes fucking down, bam, beautiful scene. But his brother, Mike's brother Bo, he auditioned for the original uh, Star Trek New Generation, Next Generation. You know, when they first came back after the original Levar Star Burton. Trek. Yeah, that that one there. But Bo did, and Bo and Bo had like a callback for this thing. For who? And Bo Star. But for who? Uh, who the fuck knows? It's like a gangster on the show. Wait a minute. He came in. He goes, "You're paying for my limo." No, Bill Shatner's <laughs> Bill Shatter's got a Shylock on the. You know, on the yeah, you cut me off the, the legs. Get that out of your head. Bo doesn't sound like it. Bo is very New York. He's very New York. Yeah, he's a very New York guy. But that's the point, is that Bo goes up for this thing, he gets a callback, and and in the callback, the director says, you know, Bo, it is a British guy, of course, so you know, Bo, I I don't know why I'm hearing it for the first time, but you you, you have such a strong New York accent. And Bo says, the fuck? No New Yorkers are going to make it to space? Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah, and, and, and it's the truest thing. I mean, you're just like, what are they, all fucking Brits? They just all, like, Brits and Romulans. I mean, you know, I mean, you don't have, like, you know, and, and then, you know, there's no, like, like regional people in no, space. No, I, 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 they're, like, they're like, you know, they're either from, you know, Scotty, no, Chekhov, Russian, and, and then Nebraska. Uh, no, I've had that, and maybe I'm repeating no the Jews. story. Not in the same podcast, but I auditioned. They had the the, the odd couple, but uh, a sequel years later. And the even I, couple. Yeah, and uh, it's getting late. They they said uh, <laughs> I, I was I was a, a, a bellhop 
and they said, can you do it without your New York accent? Because this takes place in San Francisco. <laughs> well, you couldn't have moved? Yeah. Right. yeah and I, I should have said, oh, they made that new law. If you move from New York to San Francisco, you can't work in a hotel. You know, you're God. Exactly. God. You know? Exactly. I, I, I happens all the time. Yeah. Oh, but I used to, you know what I used to do? I used to go, okay, no problem. And I talked very slowly and deliberately. Here is your room number 316. And I sound like I'm talking to a deaf person. Hi, I'm deliberate. Now you sound like John Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> but no, no, I think I could, I, I'm delusional. Not that I could be a leading man with the ladies, but could be a, a, like a well, scary I, well, guy. I only meant I only meant in the context of what you've written, it doesn't seem... Uh, it seems like there's grittiness happening around you, but you're still Fred Stoller, and there are a lot of jokes, so this, this was not necessarily a right. straight-ahead drama. I don't know if that was your intention. No, but what if, as it goes, if we do yeah, more... Yeah, you, you could start to fall in love. What if I, like Walter White, go a little bit Walter like, White. think I'm a little bit more badass? Of course, that's yeah, you get. Funnier. Well, I did it even to yes. him. Yes. Don't give me... I know it's a joke. Don't give me I, I got a dream speech, you know, trying to be... Uh, sure, sure, sure. And yeah, I, I like the way you did it the first time. It was okay. real good. Yeah, but hey, uh, all right, any questions? I thought, you know, we got these these seminal, well, I I know you got your kids, but I thought you paid five bucks, you may want (laughs) to ask Fred Willard a question. What I think is genius is that it just like fucking hit me. People actually paid for him to have therapy. (laughs) I paid more than, uh, you know, for all these great people. No, I'm serious. This was a great experience. And and who uh, got paid? uh, (laughs) The, uh, no, just kidding. And uh, um, so I want to, how do we do a raffle? Because I got a DVD best in show that if you want for it, will you autograph it if they win it? Yeah. And I got uh, Bob's Burger script. And um, I would have brought a laser disc of Midnight Run. Yeah. <laughs> I got I got my daddy daycare jacket. I don't want anymore, but uh, because I got cut from the movie, and I'm bitter. No. So what do we do? Um, someone grab something. We what, ask what, a young lady up front. The uh, DVD. So Fred should pick it because it's going to be his DVD. Okay. Fred. Oh, it's not a raffle, right? It's just a. B-27. <laughs> Bingo. Mary B. Mary B. Okay. And you pick for um, Bob's Burgers. Am I Rip. Bert, what is it? Tepelitz. Tepelitzki. There's probably one Bert here, right? Yeah. I have. Yeah. Okay. I have um, my book. Would anyone want my book? If you want to do a raffle. Okay. George. Let's see if they want. Maybe we'll have you back. (laughs) <laughs> no, that's the name of my book. George Gallo. Jesus, no. Uh, Juan Rodriguez. Juan. Juan. I'll get the, I, the book. I, it's, it's back there, but we'll, we'll get it. Uh, he's going to be disappointed. There's nothing. Uh, Juan, we'll, we'll, we'll get the book. No, 
if I have it back there, you'll, you'll get it. Let's let your listeners know that he was making his way to the stage, and then you realize you didn't have the book so, up. No, there. I have it, but it's back there. I know, but I'm just like saying for your listeners, they don't know what just happened. Who, who would you like to autograph the script? The Bob's Burgers, Bert. This is his? Your choice. But who would you like to have autographed this? It's your right. script. But I didn't write it, I just had a partner. Why don't we all autograph it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and, um, so, so my, uh, my friend Ian, you asked, my, my book, did he, want, he asked earlier, I said I'd answer on stage, I wrote Maybe We'll Have You Back, my mother won't read it, because I wrote about her in it, <laughs> and someone in the retirement community has the book, and she takes the elevator when she sees it, and she can't look them in the eye. <laughs> And I didn't say anything bad. I just said, you know, how I grew up. And is that an interesting story, Ian? <laughs> I don't know. If you need more, we'll talk after. Um, again, this was the All Things Comedy Network. Uh, please support it. Please listen to my podcast. Rate it if you like it. It helps. Please, um, please subscribe to it. We have character actors. I love character actors. I love hearing war stories about being written out of shows. Fred, you've had such a great career. You don't have those terrible stories of being replaced. Yeah, I do. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's amazing that to me that when you have a table read, you every actor thinks, this is, read? thinks they're going to be cut. You thought... David was going to be cut. He was the only one in the room who didn't think he was going to be cut. <laughs> so you got a great, a great ego. Have you had any of those horror stories? <laughs> no, no. I, uh, See, we, have, we love having people on that talk about who was an asshole of them on a set, yes. who, who, who got replaced. But you've well, I'll, I'll great... tell you one story. Uh, I was always confused when I did Fernwood Tonight with um, the guy on WKRP. Um, Howard Hesman. Hesman. Huh? Hesman? No. Um, Less something... Frank Bonner. Wow, so I got cast in a pilot called uh, Spencer. Spencer. And I played the dad. No, no, just it was the dad. I thought it was going to be a detective. And, uh, <laughs> and we're walking from, from the read through. We're walking th- into the other room, and the producer was walking next to me. He says, uh, So is this the way it went when you did WKRP? Ooh. So I thought, in my mind, I said, Oh Christ, he thought I was Frank, uh, Frank Bonner. I said, what do I do? Do I say yes? And then he finds out two days later, and he said, you son of a bitch. So I said, no, that wasn't me. I was not. He said, oh, no, of course. That's right. You're right. So the next, uh, that, that spring, the, I, I read in the trades that uh, Spencer was picked up, and I called my agent. I said, hey, it's been picked up. He said, yeah, but you're, I didn't get a call. You're not, they, they, they called Frank Bonner. Oh. <laughs> oh. Frank Bonner, to his credit, told me later, he said, no, no, I, no. I'm a friend of friend of Fred Willard. Don't use someone else. They used wow. Mary. Help me out. Ronnie the younger Lowe. brother. What? Ronnie, oh, Chad Lowe. Chad Lowe. Oh, Chad Lowe. Wow. <laughs> who came on the show and talked the? St- no, Chad Lowe was the star. The who, the guy they hired to play my part talked to Chad Lowe and he kept saying, "Chad, you shouldn't be doing a TV series. Your <laughs> brother's a movie star." Chad Lowe finally quit quit the show because this guy kept telling him he shouldn't be wasting time. So the show folded. So I think that's happened to every actor. It's not a tragedy. It's so do every... you get nervous at table reads? Oh, still? God, yes. Still? Wow. The table reads, and the worst thing is network the per- run-throughs. The network run-through, that's it. Once you make it past a network run-through, you know your lines are still there. The, 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 
nothing is as harrowing because they're standing there if you're just a guest with like looking but but a guy like Fred Willard you're still nervous at network run throughs oh yeah I guess you are I guess if you're not you nervous still want you're not to too relaxed uh, but the good thing if there's any actors in the room once you make it through the table read they gotta pay you they fire you after the table read you still gotta get paid so right, but you remember that you, you don't get any residuals no, uh, no. if you don't if you, if you get I guess not that'd be too much no. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get paid. The show's running on uh, late night. <laughs> well, sir, you were cut out of this. I guess you still want to know. No, I've had it where I'm I'm on bad, those Nickelodeon dumb shows, and I don't like it, but you still want to hear, you did good, we'll have you back. Sure. Yeah, so I guess you, you're still nervous with network run-throughs, because, you know, I, I've talked about this before. Um, back in the old days, before PDFs and um, the Internet, you would do a run-through. I don't know if this ha- you ever had this, David. And two in the morning, the production assistants leave the script at your door. Yeah. So I'd, I'd wake up every hour, look out like with my eyes closed. Oh, the script's not there. And then you see if you're still in it. Uh, uh, oh, I lost four lines. You know what I mean? Yeah. Did you ever have that where they're leaving the script? Yeah. 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 Or you'd have, to, uh, you'd have to go to your agent's office at night yes. to pick up a script out of their whatever box. Yes, I had so that could, box, yes. Ambrosio Mortimer uh, oh, was God. his agency, where yet they had a big box. You'd have to drive from your place. But not only that, but I would like look through the box to see, oh, Keith David is having oh, this with the wow. agency. Oh, oh, oh yes. Oh. I never looked through the box. I would look through it to see the other envelopes. <laughs> oh, who's auditioning with me? Hey, uh, John Biner's still auditioning. Yeah, they used to remember they used John to have that. Biner. They used to have that big box. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I would My look. Job. I would. Wow. I would look through the box. Wow. Yeah, but yeah, you'd have to go to your agent. You'd have to drive to their physical building. Yes. To pick up the script the night before for Uh-oh. the audition you had the next day. I yes. never. No, no, I used to drive to William. When I first came to LA, I had William Morris, the wow. biggest. Then it went down and down and down. <laughs> a guy with a kiosk at the Grove, you know what I mean? But you start big, and it's like, uh, but yeah, it started with, yeah, you, you'd pick it up, or you, then faxing came in. Ooh, and, and I yeah. remember, I hate auditioning. Because I, and, you know, and then I, I know I'm wasting my time. You're a sudden redneck. Oh, I'm not going to, you know, this is it. So I see the facts. Please stop. Please stop. It came out and rolled it, up, though. Yeah, like 28 pages. Of, like, please yeah. stop. You know what I mean? Then they had a thing for a while when the internet came. Smoke we, signals. I <laughs> actors access where you had to pay 60 bucks a year to go online to get your sides. Does anyone remember that? You're paying to audition, but now they, they let you have it. It's, uh, it's harrowing. I remember bumping into you at an audition going, Fred, you have to audition? But that was before the, um, the big uh, Christopher Guest stuff. Oh, I, yeah. It's always good. I, I like because if like you don't it? audition, your worst fear is when you walk in that day, they're going to say, that's not the guy I meant. <laughs> so it's yeah. better if you go in and audition, then they You're know not flying what blind. they got. Yeah. Well, the way David called me up and go, how do you want me to play this? I said, you're David Keckner. Just you guys showing up is amazing. So you could have done it with a list. <laughs> yeah. uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. Uh, so you, you, didn't, you didn't hear the list. <laughs> no, I, I think just you, we're on a stage, and you guys, George, I mean, you're one of these guys, I only know you a little bit, and I uh, just have a familiarity, like you're a mensch. Do they have an Italian, is it a mensch word, or what do you call Italian? Simpatico. What? Simpatico. He's a simpatico. I guess. <laughs> and you, I said this. 
I was being sued, and it was hellacious. It's funny, yeah. I, uh, hey. Then I had root canal, and then, uh, but you, we did a fundraiser, and what this guy did, he, he went up there, and he, he prepared material, and, and I, I had to pay all these legal fees to the publisher, and then they were bidding on this comedy club, Lifetime Pass, and Tom Kenny, another good guy, like, I 900 to help me, and Fred, 1,000, I go, don't bid, you're not, they'll let you in a comedy club, you need a life supply pass, and I got a lifetime pass, and I've something never you'll never back, use it. but I said, it's a great club, I just have never, but I said it before, I, t- I take a bullet for this guy, the way, you did so much for me, so, uh, you're the greatest guy, greatest guy, you've done some pretty great things for you, Fred, I don't think it, but so, I hope you enjoyed this. I really appreciate you guys coming out, even you. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Someone's got to be the punching bag. No. <laughs> I like the way he was, before the show started, just doing shtick and cracking us up. And uh, then, you, then he's, the light's gone. We're fucking almost done. <laughs> no, that's not what it was. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I, they, we got to a point. I thought. I, let's, thought, let's you were, get to I, it. I thought you were looking for uh, an angle to get into the thing, and you weren't quite. Yeah, I was in there. No, I was sounding this. Are you from Chicago? No, I, I lived there for nine years. But okay. I literally have no idea well, what I do. did tonight and why I'm here. <laughs> you, we told you, you don't come out of your house. I know, uh, but, but, but but you said uh, you're Vincenzo, your Vincenzo, son. Vincenzo, why wants to, come, to yeah. meet Fred Willard. Yes. Well, we accomplished that. I could have left here after he said hello, and they would have out the door, boom, back to the yard. All right. Can I just say, wait, Fred? Let me say something. I got. I just got to get this out of my head. We were almost out of here. Almost there. Thanks a lot. There goes another twenty fucking minutes. Podcast. And I remember another story oh. about <laughs> this one you're gonna love. I swear okay, to God. No, no, no. But what do you want to say? No, 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 no. I just don't know. It's just a, this is. No, no, no. What a fucking ass. These are your friends. This is this is, this is real Italians right there. They, they, this is an old expression. Is this a long say, story? Uh... Italians, they'll cook you, but they won't fucking eat you. Okay? <laughs> That's what they do. Just keep fucking. I'm not telling you, Fred. I'll tell you on the. No, I want to hear this. They're going to make me beg. No, no. They no, want to no, hear no, it no, so bad. No, no, no. This is no. life changing. No, I know the story. Oh, fuck you. I'm not going to buy Really? Gonna, no, what a fucking setup this is. No, it's no. great. <laughs> no, there's no. Honestly, there's just parts of this that'll make you cry. So. <laughs> if you meet, if you meet his son. Well, I love the part about the puppy when you save the puppy. <laughs> All right, let me ask you, George. With the one eye, it's Animal. great. You know, Frankie. Is he is he like this? Is he tougher? Is he sweeter? He's is both. He... He's both. Okay. Now right. ask me hmm? about you... George. Is George tougher? He's is he... a prick. <laughs> no, listen. He always. A... It's a really weird cemetery, right? He lives up on a fucking hill up in the Hollywood Hills, right? And I just know, oh, I know, that I know those fucking hills. Those fucking hills, right? He's up there overlooking Universal, and I'm down in the valley, and we both share this sort of agoraphobia. Uh, not that we share it. Uh, you have it today. I have it hey, you got it today. But, but, hey, I'm in the kitchen. How about you? Yeah. Uh, I went to the bathroom. And he'll say, you, he'll say, you know, call me up. This is a classic George Gower phone call. He he goes, hey Frank, how you doing? Uh, I was gonna, I wanted to ask you a question. I, I hope you don't mind. Can I call you back in uh, ten seconds? I swear, ten seconds. Boom. 
won't hear from him for three days. And then I'll get a call again, the same thing. But once in a while, I'll get, hey, let, let's fucking do it today. Let's go for lunch. Let's go for lunch. Where do you want to go? So we'll meet, I'll meet you on Ventura Boulevard in the... Yeah, maybe we shouldn't go for lunch, you know? <laughs> and then, and then, we won't. Uh, won't I need a team of shrinks to leave the house. Uh, yeah. I just did. You hey, wake up pizza now, get it all over me. Yeah, uh, you know, and it's so weird. <laughs> and we, for years, I don't see him for like a year at a time because he won't come down. I won't go up the hill. <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming out for this. What a story. <laughs> that was like Ben Hur. <laughs> well, thank you again. Thank you so much, buddy. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much. I'll get you your book.